Hey guys, and welcome to What's the Biz with me. I am Bria Jordan, and I am so excited to be introducing you to this podcast. Here, we will sit down with small business owners and talk about all the highs, lows, and realities of entrepreneurship. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What's the Biz with B. I am Bria Jordan, and I am super excited because I have a very special guest all the way from New York City joining me today. You may know her on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok as Selena Sincerely. I have with me today Miss Selena Williams. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I am super grateful. I'm always appreciative anytime someone takes time out of their day to sit down and talk with me, talk talk to me, because I know how valuable time is. <laughs> and I do not take that lightly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do not take that lightly at all. <laughs> um, so I just want to give you an opportunity to give a quick little introduction of yourself. I feel like we're able to share more about ourselves better than other people can. So go ahead and give the audience a quick little intro. Okay, so I I always lead with my biggest accomplishment is I'm a mom of three. So um, I'm 52 and I've been on Instagram way too long. Um, I've been on Instagram like eight years, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and then the last three years, um, people were like, hey, who is that lady? Um, and then so the trajectory has been insane. So I've been really super grateful of what's been happening to me. And basically, it was like the first five years, I'm trudging along my same followers, and they were so lovely to me, my same people. And then, like you said, COVID hit, and it was like, either you got to I'm, I'm either going to leave it alone or I have to really like go all gas. And then yeah. um, my youngest, uh, Nicholas, that people may have seen in some of my videos, um, he and I were home. My other two, are, he's the baby. So my other two were not here. My son was in the Air Force. My daughter is, is moved, had gone moved out. So yeah. it's just the two of us. So we're making videos and we're chugging along. And I'll never <laughs> forget, it was a month before my 50th birthday. Um, in 21 and I had 2,707 followers and then uh, I made a video and the reel was me saying um, someone asking me do you have a boyfriend and I'm walking by in pajamas and it is just after Valentine's because the Valentine's balloons are still in the background and I said, I do. And they say, where is he? And I said, in a nation, in another nation. And they say, what nation? And I say, my imagination. <laughs> and that video got a million views. Wow. And wow. it was over. It was over from there. Wow. So wow. Amazing. I so love I have, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So um, I'm grateful. People have been really supportive and uh, I've been having a good time. I'm actually enjoying it. I'm um, it's becoming a little work, but yeah. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> of course. I'm sure it is. I mean, you know, when we talk about the grand scheme of things, and I kind of shared this with you, you know, I've been interviewing people who are business owners in the traditional sense of like, you know, boutiques and photographers and things like that. But now there is a different tra trajectory of being an influencer, being a content creator, this is now a business. This is a career goal. And people are seeing that as something to aspire to. And I love it because it can give you so much freedom. You think it's not the IRS is going to tell you it is. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. So you could think it's a cute little hobby on the side. Right. But IRS is going to tell you it is. And, and so a lot right. of people don't know or don't realize or don't believe that I have a full-time job. I've been at my job 22 years. Wow. Wow. And so I, they have my pension in a chokehold. <laughs> I have, I, I've been this close. So I got to stay right. till my right. pension comes. So, um, so people are always shocked that I have a full-time job, I have three children, and I'm doing content, and I'm, you know, um, and anybody who wants to do it should do it. They yeah. should really yeah. do it. 
do it because I know people are scared and I get a lot of DMs from people like, how should I do it? I don't know what to do. What should I do? And I'm like, just take a picture, start. Yeah, just, just do, start. It. Just do so, it. <laughs> um, it. It can be, it, it can be very lucrative. It really can. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you, you are doing it well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no one. I don't think, I don't think anyone would ever know that you are not doing that full time and that you also are still working a full time job. <laughs> Because you show up, and I it's and I appreciate it because I'm like apparently I'm making y'all think it's very easy, but like it's so funny. A brand invited me the other day and was like, "We'd love for you to come to the Hamptons on Thursday." Thursday, I got I'm not working Thursday. I can't. What you talking about? Like, like I appreciate right. I appreciate people think that like I went to. A brand um, was so kind that I went to a Shania Twain concert in Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden, and I was like, "Ooh, I gotta skin late. I gotta go to work tomorrow." It was like on a Wednesday night, like people, yeah. you know. So I is, and I'm a little, I'm a little tired. I mean, that was past my bedtime. So um, it, it's a lot of work. It can be a lot of work, but it can be the reward is great. So right, I, I tell anyone to do it. Oh, that's amazing. So what was? What was the thing, I guess, that made you want to start the journey and say, I want to pursue this. I want to show people my styling and how I put things together. What was that thing for you? So always, I always had like a love for fashion, always. And everybody says that. And I I really do. Um, Unfortunately, people are always like, I would love for you to style me. I I can style myself. I can't, Mm -hmm. like, that's not my my thing that's not my expertise so when people who can do it do it like I can see something and put something together for me and if someone's inspired I appreciate that but I it was just the love of it like I love fashion I love accessories and clothes and designer and fabrics the mixing high and low and um I think the biggest transformation was when I was hit in the head with menopause so mm. menopause is a big, has been a big change in my life and mm-hmm. has got me a lot of followers because, um, you know, so many of us are in our, this is the age, like my cohorts, we are in the throes of menopause and it changes you. And, you know, historically we were supposed to be in a corner somewhere being quiet. And so right. I think that I'm enjoying the fact that we are no longer doing that and that we are we are outside and we we can look good and we can take care of ourselves and we don't have to be quiet and you know and menopause is not a curse word it's a real word so now that um that's a big part of my platform um Mm -hmm. i've been very lucky to be able to embrace that and kind of you know bring the fluidity of that in the fashion and how i take care of myself and how i present myself um has been amazing the response has been amazing i mean (laughs) that's wow (laughs) so when you talk about menopause and yeah and how it's you know sort of changed in this season what's what's some of those things that you can share with us maybe people haven't seen the videos or seen your stories or things like that um what was some of the things that you can kind of share that you're talking about an example of what you're talking about in terms of how you've incorporated that into your content so one of the things is that 99.9 percent of us have heard hot flashes so we assumed our period would stop and we would have some hot flashes and then we'd go off into the sunset there's a, over 30 symptoms that affect Anyone who's born with a uterus, you're going to go through menopause. Some people go in right. early as in their late 20s. Some people go late into their 50s. Menopause is, um, people think that it's like, it's a start and a stop. And people can be in the middle of that for years. So I'm in the middle of it. So what I talk about a lot is um, I have a menopausal belly. I always had a flat belly. I'm having a hard time with that. I have, um, there's no... Um, my skin is very dry. I'm anxious all the time. I have insomnia like you wouldn't believe. And a night sweat, if, if I just had sweats, I would be great if I had some hot flashes, but it's not right. any, my, 
my hair is thin. Um, so the changes in where my weight is distributed is makes a difference in how I dress. Um, and I, like I made a video and I talked about, and I had worn those pants before. And in the video, I said, you know, my menopausal belly showed up this morning. I mean, mm-hmm. it was not huge, but it's the belly that I don't know. Right. So right. a lady commented and, and she was, she, I, her response basically was, and the response is there, is that, you know, she basically she thought I was fishing for compliments and that there is no belly and why do women say um, flaws and there's nothing wrong. And I, I had to be very clear. I never said it was a flaw. I never right. said it was a flaw. Any chapter of my life is not a flaw. I'm grateful to be here. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that if somebody is 127 pounds for 36 years, that's not me. I'm just saying. And <laughs> you wake up and you are now 154 pounds and you are struggling and you're eating the same thing, you're doing the same thing and you're exercising and it can't go away. That is you. You're trying to learn to love that version of yourself. I didn't Absolutely. say it was a flaw. Yeah. Yeah. So other women so then I was wearing like one video I'm wearing talking about how I woke up and I just was bloated and I just didn't feel good. And I put on like a, a shirt dress yeah. with some yeah. sneakers and I was like, I'm going to be comfortable. I'm not going to stuff myself in Spanx yeah. and people yeah. related to that right. or right. I lost breast density. Mm-hmm. So they're no longer full anymore yeah. or, you know, it's all the different things. And, and I've tried to incorporate that because again, our culture called it the change. Mm. What's wrong with auntie so-and-so? She's going through the change. That's it. Interesting. <laughs> and, and they all would say, um, how was it? Oh, wasn't that bad? Mm. Oh, I don't mm. remember. There, people have had um, menopause-induced psychosis. People have, have anger issues. There, besides the depression, besides the anxiety, there's physical function issues. So that come with it, um, that maybe you don't feel, you don't feel like you want to put your best self forward. And so I talk about that a lot because sometimes getting, getting up and doing your hair and putting on something cute and putting on some jewelry will make you feel a little bit better. So that's what I'm, what's been helpful with me and my platform. So I'm, I've been enjoying talking about it and learning. I'm learning a lot about it. I love that. And I, I love your transparency with it because I, I guess I obviously we're from different generations. So I didn't grow up hearing like, oh, it was just the change. And that was that. So now seeing my mom go through it, seeing my mother-in-law go through it and being like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, this is different. You know, my mom had to completely go uh, plant-based because she, you know, she was still eating the same way, but the, the weight gain was hitting in different places. And she was like, I don't know what else to do. So she went plant-based and I mean, it's been great for her, but I mean, hearing you talk so candidly about that and being so transparent with it, I think is very important because a lot of people are now going to know what to expect (laughs) when they arrive. And also, like you said, it's not a flaw. It's just my body has changed and I am trying to figure out how to show up for me and myself and my body and the world now that I have gone through this change. Absolutely. And when I, I, I talked about how, when I, I have three, have, have three children, I mm-hmm. don't, I never wanted another one in all my life. But when I went to the doctor and he did a follicle stimulating hormone test, which, mm-hmm. cause I'm fertile myrtle, I was always on birth control and yeah. he says, I don't think you need this. And I said, uh, I don't think I need to change your life, baby. And he said, <laughs> He said, there's a test we can do. And he did the test and the test was like, girl, no, I was devastated. Wow. I was devastated. Like I cried because when you don't want to do something and you can't do something, it's very different. Mm -hmm. It's very different. And I did not want, I still don't. But when somebody's like, it's not going to happen, I was shocked. So, um, right. so it's, it's a lot of things that I talk about on, on my platform that are helpful 
and um, people are responsive. So I'm grateful. That's great. I love that. And I love how you speak so candidly about your age and how you, you didn't let that be a hindrance for you. So did you, were, were there ever any doubts whenever you decided to go into this or was it always like, you know what, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to, you know, do it how I know how to do it. It was always doubts. I still have imposter syndrome sometimes mm -hmm. when people, brands reach out or people comment. Like I posted something yesterday for uh, a brand uh, for a bag and everyone was so responsive. And then I wore a top and I contacted the company and the company DM'd me and was like, holy shit, people have been DMing me all day. We don't have any more and we're hoping like, oh, wow. Like, I'm blown. And I'm just like, really? Like yeah. I still, still to this very minute. And that happened like three hours ago. And wow. so no, I never am, am too uh, big in my britches, like my grandmother would say, to think that, you know, this was something that would come or was old to me. I never, I'm still shocked every day. Brands reach out, I'm still shocked. Um, and amazed. So no, I don't take, I don't take it for granted. Mm -mm. I love that. And I, I know you had mentioned that you're still trying to figure out who you are and defining yourself. Um, so how has this journey for you sort of maybe helped you figure out what you like to do, some of the insight that you might've gained or how it's helped you to kind of define yourself and figure out more of that for you? That's, that's great. That's a great question. I have to say it was about um, just up until the beginning of this year when I started getting like followers fat, you know, hot and heavy. And I realized that uh, people are coming for me. Mm. And I didn't think that before. And then I realized people come for me because one of the things I pride myself on is like engaging with my, with people who follow me, not my followers, with people who okay. follow me. Well, they'll DM me. They'll, I've had calls with people. They, they'll ask me questions. I reply. They, I, I feel like it's, it's helped me to kind of come into my own and be more comfortable with myself because I've never been that person. And I, I talk about all the things. I talk about how I first got started and went into debt because I was trying to keep up with the girlies and I ran a yeah. credit card that I couldn't afford because I, I knew better. I talk about um, just, you know, in every genre, there's mean girls and how I just didn't feel comfortable um, in certain settings and that it's just, you know, it's just navigating the whole thing is very hard because um, you're basically opening yourself up to strangers and hoping they like you. That's very so, real. <laughs> that is very real. How, how has that been for you dealing with, you know, maybe the opinions of others and still putting on a face and saying, you know what, forget about y'all. <laughs> I'm showing up for the people who who want to who want to be here, who want to see the content. Um, what has that been like for you? So I, I tell people that my only concern in on social media is the moral majority, and the moral majority are my three children, my daughter and my two sons. My daughter's uh, three two, my son will be twenty six, and the baby sixteen. Anything I do, I don't give a shit what anybody says. I would never embarrass them. Gotcha. So that is my thing. But there have been there's there have been bullies. There have been nasty people. There's been I remember there was I'll never forget. I was out by myself and somebody commented and, and then a woman continued with it. And it was shocking. And he commented that he knew I was a man and that oh. tell I had a lace front on and he could tell by my jaw that you're trying to pretend that you're not a man. And he was so nasty. But him being nasty was OK a woman chimed in and started and it was just, it just kind of went really left. And I had to, it took me a minute because my nature is to be, I'm, I'm going to defend myself. I'm, and then I was like, just block them. Just yeah. block them. And, and there are people that are like, a, a woman commented one time and it was like, you're too old for that much cleavage. And so mm -hmm. I replied and I was like, I didn't get the, age limit for my titties. I didn't get the right. memo. <laughs> didn't get the memo. 
And so what I've learned to do is now is I can, I can block them. I, I can mm. block them because people are always going to have an opinion and they're entitled to that and they don't have to like me. I don't like it or I don't want to see it. I scroll. Some people take the time to, you know, really okay. get it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it's, and it's really crazy. So, um, but I've just, you know, there's a young lady I follow for years and I remember um, fashion, fashion bomb daily or fashion daily mm, bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I posted me and I was like, oh my God, this is the big time. And this is when I kind of first got on and people were like, look at her ankles. What's wrong with her ankles? What's wrong? like, it was going, going. And I was just like, and a person that I, I admired and followed her, she, um, I DM'd her and I was like, how do you do it? And she said, you better get a tougher skin. Yeah. You got to get yeah. a tougher skin because people are not nice. People are not They're nice. Not. So, um, so I'm getting better with it. So, yeah. And I mean, that's real. You know, we're, uh, we're already, well, we can be our worst critics. And then when you oh. <laughs> post something and you're like super proud of it and then people come in and they like pick it apart and tear it apart, <laughs> it's like, Man, makes me instantly regret even posting it in the first place. Exactly. And so, but it's so funny because now that it's progressed, I do very, it gives me very much like the last, the end clip of Eight Mile with Eminem when he's like, I'm going to say everything so you can't say it. So I've been on my TikTok and my TikTok is very different from my Instagram. My TikTok is very much like narrative, you know, just talking like most people do. Right. And there's been people that commented in like, you know, like you should get some teeth or you should get some teeth. So I was like, one day I made a video and I was like, just so you know, I have teeth, all of my teeth. I said, I got braces and they've moved because of menopause, but I do have all my teeth. It's just right. like, they don't look people <laughs> like you have, sometimes you have to be like, you know, or I'll be like, this is my mom belly and I have stretch marks. So I don't really right. wear a skirt. I have varicose veins and Again, it's not self-deprivation. It's to be like, if you have varicose veins, wear the skirt. Then people don't know right. you. Like, just exactly. be comfortable in who you are. And that's what social media has helped me. Because now I'm at the effort stage. Because when I tell how overwhelmingly blessed from it, it's crazy. Yeah. It outweighs yeah. the negative. The negative, for sure. And anytime someone is thinking about starting or not sure or whatever, and I, I say the same thing all the time, I don't know where we were given the impression that tomorrow is promised. Mm-hmm. It is, it's not. So if you want to do it, just do it. Like, if you want, like, there's so much money. <laughs> Seat at the table is there. <laughs> And because, again, you said we're in different generations, gone are the days where you had the beginning of the year, you decided you were going to do an ad campaign, and then you went to an advertising agency, and then you had a budget for that, and then they presented all of this, and it was $500,000. Now, you they don't do that. Right. They don't do that. But just like every store has a sales section, Every company has advertising money. So don't let them tell you. And they are that same $500,000 that they were going to do for a commercial and the Super Bowl that nobody cares about anymore. They're nickeling and diming that to creators like me and a million others. There's money for everyone. And if you don't want, if you don't want the money, I don't know who those people are, or you don't need the money, or you don't want the IRS to come because the IRS got their eye on me, then (laughs) you you get so much stuff, you won't even know what to do with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Look, it's, it is a wild time. Social media is a wild time. It is like the wild west. There's so many things that you can do and COVID was a blessing and a curse. And the blessing was that it gave people the initiative and the strength and the courage to just step out on faith. Like you with yeah. your podcast and everything. I know Saturdays is can't, caught you off guard because you got to go to work. But it's okay. It's yeah. okay. 
<laughs> working in retail, I'm like, oh, this is the only thing I don't That's like. Oh my goodness. We're going to pause for just one second and hear a quick word from the sponsors of today's episode. So y'all, I personally know how busy life can get sometimes and we just need a little load taken off of our plates. As a soon-to-be mom, one of the things that I put on my registry was a housekeeping fund. My sister recommended it and I was like, yes. And I know exactly who I'll be calling on those days when I just cannot get to it. Our friends, Quentin and Vanessa Giles, have a fully staffed team at Rainwell Cleaning Company ready to go for whenever you're ready to make the call. And not only do they service residential spaces, but also commercial. So if you are in the Houston area and have a space or warehouse that is in need of cleaning, be sure to contact our friends over at Rainwell Cleaning Company at 281-846-5776 or raincleaningco.godaddysites.com. And all of that contact information will be in the show notes for today's episode. So what was it like for you whenever you decided to hit hit your publish on your first post that you were like, I'm committing to this and I'm showing up? Like, what was that moment like for you? So the the first one a million, million years ago was horrific. And I don't even want to talk about it, but it's still on there. The one that I hit when I became intentional mm-hmm. is different, is different. And it was when I started doing reels almost daily and mm. it was like, at that moment, I'm like, it's shit or get off the pot. Like, yeah. you can't, you're like, what are you doing here? Because this is consuming time, but there's no payoff. Like, what are you doing? Mm. And I'm, I'm making a video and there was a sound going around at the time because, you know, they're, they're seasonal and it was like, leave me alone. And it's like, yeah. sounds like it be like Hindu or Indian. And it sounds like a person's like banging a, a pan it's like just leave me leave leave me alone alone, please leave me alone (laughs) yeah and I I was like when AARP knows your birthday like how it's crazy (laughs) and then I turned 50 AARP I got my AARP in the mail and I did that video and it was so funny and then six months later AARP and I worked together and they paid me wow oh my gosh I mean it's so crazy how I mean businesses know they know where where to put their money at at this point and it's so amazing how those little things you never would have thought that that would have <laughs> garnered a partnership we're going to be working on our second campaign and that's how crazy it is it's crazy it's crazy i mean me being able to go into new york for the i live right outside of the city so me being able to go to the city into Zara for the Barbie, you know, opening before the store invited. It's like crazy time. And again, I talk about on, I'm very honest about it. I have no, I don't, it doesn't bother me to talk about it, but I talk about how I grew up, you know, poor. We don't like to say that word and got a GED and, and, you know, there were times when I'm here with three children, I'm like, how am I going to pay? Should I pay this? And then I'll pay this next week or this, whatever. And now it's like a different world. It is right. a different world. So if anybody wants to do it, just do it. Just start whatever you want to start. The business, the podcast, write the book, do the thing, do whatever. Just try it. Because at this point, there's a million opportunities. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I love how you you mentioned your kids, your three kids. I love that. And you had said that, you know, you had sat down and talked to them about pursuing this dream of being in the fashion industry. What was that initial conversation like with them? And and how does that play into your life now? What does that balance look like for you? All of that. So since my daughter's the oldest, 32, I'm 52. Um, Mm -hmm. We grew up together and she's been the biggest cheerleader in the sense of everybody loves my mom. Everybody loves your fashion sense. Everybody, you should do it. Just do it. And my daughter is a photographer. Um, And so at at some, in, in somewhere in, in my years on there, she was doing my pictures. Now she got paying customers. So, (laughs) but she was like really very supportive. 
Um, my middle son and I are very similar in like our mindset, but he is more, he has like no fear. I instilled this in these children and I grew up in a different time. So right. I like, poured everything into, you can, you belong in every space. You can be anything, you can do whatever you want. That's what's wrong with him. Um, but he was the one that was like, you, every, you need to go to events. You need to be out there. You need to be out in the world, you need to do this. This is your time. And he was the most encouraging. Nicholas, the baby, he's just my sidekick. He is the best. He comes with me to events. He's long for the ride. <laughs> long for the ride. He's, I tell people, my daughter was my first baby. My second one was my poorest baby. And the third one is the spoiled baby because he is just like, living life. So, um, but they're the best. And like I said, they're the most, whoever, they're who I am concerned with, if nothing else. If I put something on and it might, because I'm grown, but I'll put something right. on. I'll be like, <laughs> I call my daughter. She said, turn around. I turn around. Like, okay, all right. I see what it's given. But sometimes like somebody gave me like underwear. It wasn't yeah. anything crazy. My daughter was like, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> Every dollar is not for me. So I would never want them to, you know, be um, embarrassed because it's a different time. A hundred years ago, I could have did it and nobody would have seen it again. Now it's forever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So the first intentional post, I knew there was a change. I knew it was a change. And I, I really feel comfortable now and coming to my own and I do all my own content. I record myself. I edit myself. I do it all. I don't have a photographer. I take my little tripod and my yeah. camera. <laughs> I mean, and, and if you know what works for you, I mean, why not, right? <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a lot of um, young ladies that, like I, in 21, a lot of ladies that were hiring a photographer, which would be great for my daughter, but one, that's an expense I didn't want to incur. Um, right. Nothing wrong with a photographer. Do your thing if you can do one. But for me, it was like, if I have you booked for Saturday, our precious Saturday, and we're going to do, we're going to batch, do six, seven outfits. That's a lot, okay, for me. But if right. I feel good at, I do my content in the morning before work. If I feel mm -hmm. good at seven o'clock, I can't call you and wait for you or whatever. So then I just was like, I'm going to just do my own. Like, yeah. and if I'm doing great today and I feel like doing three, I'll do three. If I only feel like doing one, I do one or none. So yeah. it works for me. Um, and right. like you said, that's the best thing. What works, I think if, if you do what works for you, you'll be more successful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I guess since there are, well, you have two of them that are a little bit older. What's the balance maybe like for you with your youngest son? How do you, you know, still balance being a mom, showing up for him, full-time job, <laughs> all those things? What, what's that like? So he, and still, even though the other two are big, it's just, I literally just posted this on my story that I am a firm believer in that children need one-on-one -on -one time with each parent. I 100% believe that so strongly. So um, since the baby and I are in the house together, everybody's out. The baby gets all my, he is, he gets everything. Right. Okay? <laughs> um, but, so uh, Nicholas is on the spectrum. He has no problem with me, you know, yeah. telling people that. So, um, so we're very close. He's, he's very close um, with me. So we spend, we're, we're together all the time when I'm not at work and he's not at school. We're together. We do things together. So like over the weekend we went, he was with his dad, but he goes to guitar. But on Sunday we went to like, we went to lunch. And then on Saturday, my middle son and I went to lunch. I mean, I'm paying. And then, right. um, <laughs> and then my daughter, you know, she'll come by and help me because I'm trying to organize all of this stuff that I have. Um, yeah. So I, I um, first and foremost, that's, you know, who I am, a mom. That's what right. I've always been. So they're just take priority of anything, really. Yeah, my mom, she um, she's a chef. So we grew up watching her not only be a full-time teacher, but then also working her business on the side and um, I know how that framed 
my mindset for whenever I got older, you know, I was like, okay, I, I wouldn't mind pursuing entrepreneurship. I wouldn't mind being my own boss. So, yeah, <laughs> I think it's important that we are able to see, you know, our parents in that light um, and able to see them really go after their dreams and be successful in it in, in such the way that you have. So I love that you have their full support and that you're also very mindful of them in the decisions that they make, even though they're, you know, older, you're still like, you know, hold on, (laughs) you know, y'all grown, but you know, let me make sure I'm not out here embarrassing y'all. It is the truth. And it was so funny because literally Saturday when I was at lunch with the middle, my middle son, 26 Mm -hmm. on six on Saturday. And we talk about everything. And one of the things we talked about is, you know, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite? And I say to people, and people, some believe it, some people don't. I say, I don't have a favorite. I have the neediest one at the moment. <laughs> so, you know I like what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I love all my children. They're all totally different in character and spirit and the way they are. I tell people this, if you had a hundred dollars and my daughter gave my, if my mother said to one of them, to my daughter, can you give me a ride? My daughter would take my mother wherever. And um, my mother's, she's a big tipper. So she would give her like a hundred dollars for driving. My daughter would be like, Nana, I don't, I just, just let me get gas. I don't need it. And give her the change. My Nicholas, the baby, he would take the same hundred and he'd be like, I don't want it. I just want McDonald's. Here's a good life. The middle one would take the hundred and take their change. (laughs) So they're all different. I am the middle child. So I relate to that so much. (laughs) I don't see the problem. I wasn't asking for extra, but if they don't want it. So I I don't, I definitely don't have a favorite. I just, whoever needs me at the moment. And they say, there's a saying, a mother is only as happy only as happy as her saddest child so mm. that's it so if you you know I, I i can't feel good if somebody is not feeling good or needs something or so right um they're they're they supersede social media but yeah. you know social media is giving them a good right <laughs> able to pay for lunch <laughs> that's so funny you have children I have one on the way. Oh my God. Because <laughs> I saw you one baby over there. Clowning. <laughs> Clowning. She's beside herself today. Uh, but then we have a little girl on the way. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, even just talking to you and, and hearing how, you know, your your relationship with your kids is so inspiring to me because I'm over here thinking like oh man like you know this is the kind of life I get to set up for my daughter and she gets to see you know I love it and I'm sure you because you you spoke about your your mother highly in this just Mm -hmm. brief and so that's amazing that's amazing I'm so excited thank (laughs) you (laughs) okay so just talking more about being a content creator and the glamorous life of things, right? Like how things can appear from the outside, but we, you know, the work that you're putting in (laughs) to make sure, you know, that you're still showing up. Um, How did you find your groove maybe in the past? You said you've been doing it for four years, right? How, how did you find your groove in this? And, and maybe like, what's your day to day like? So, um, the first thing is 100%. It is all smoke and mirrors. And I commented uh, to someone on, uh, I don't know if it was Monday or Saturday. And they were like, oh, you you do it every time. You you never miss. I said, I just don't post that. <laughs> you just don't post the blooper. <laughs> I said, I just don't post that. I said, it's all smoke and mirrors. And if I've taken content and... D- I took a dress. I loved it. The whole thing. Great. And then I got home and there was a thread hanging and that Ah. thread tormented my soul. And then I video to my daughter and my daughter's like, Oh, I love it. And then I said, 10, nine, eight, my daughter, what's that thread? I said, I was hoping you didn't see it. (laughs) I'm that way too about wrinkles. I'm like, Oh, the wrinkle. (laughs) 
So what my day looks like is I have to be to work at eight o'clock. I usually leave my house at um, 6.45, 7 to go to my spot. Um, right. And I've talked about that spot on my social about it is at like a mall near where I live, a strip mall. And huh. they're actually construction there. And in one of the videos, I actually am seen speaking to someone off camera and I'm telling them, don't touch my wall. And the guy's <laughs> laughing because the foreman is like, I got you. We're not going to touch it. They don't, it wasn't because right. of me, obviously. But um, <laughs> so I do my content um, there in the morning and then I go to work and then I usually change because some of those looks are not for the office. And <laughs> then... And then I'm working. And then when I go to lunch, I will upload um, on my iPad. I'll edit. I and then uh, upload. And then when I get off work in the evening, I edit. And then I batch my content to upload the next day or where to whatever platforms with um, scheduling apps. So YouTube lets you. I'm not that big on YouTube, but I'm getting better. So YouTube yep. lets you post at a certain time. So I schedule that, um, uh, like to know it lets me schedule as well. And Instagram, I actually have, uh, an assistant that helps me very little, um, mm -hmm. like some emails and stuff, and then they'll post times and stuff because I'll tell anyone social media favors the popular mm -hmm. and that the more you post, the more you put, the more you engage, the more they're going to push you out. Right. The other thing I tell people is for Instagram mainly, utilize your stories. Mm. No one, and people could say they do, but they lie. No one goes on Instagram and types someone's name in. You don't look for someone. I mean, right. somebody might look for Beyonce and be like, let me see what she had on today or what sure. she said. Yeah. But the normal person, nobody goes and types Selena. So when they yeah. open Instagram and they see my face up at that bubble that will drive them to my page so you, stories is like free free advertising for you right because because we've all been on instagram facebook tiktok or whatever and people will come on and it'll be like thank you guys for all the messages i'm back I just, and you and me i'm literally over here like this oh my God. <laughs> what was she doing <laughs> because life is like Coming right. like and yes. so and so sometimes I'm like maybe I didn't see her feed because I just wasn't on at the right times and then it's like yeah. oh god thank you for the the, the text and the DMs we're okay now oh my god I feel so bad so right. that's because no one's checking for anybody mm -hmm. checking for anybody you just gotta keep being in their face so that people remember you because there's yeah. some. I think that there's some crazy number, like a billion, a 10 billion, whatever accounts on Instagram. Anybody looking for me? Right. <laughs> but open Instagram when they get off work and they're on the, in the bathroom, because that's where we are. And they yeah. like, oh, what's Selena talking about? Let me see what she's talking mm -hmm. about. That's how they do it. Nobody's like, girl, let me see what Selena's doing. They don't care. Nobody yeah. cares. So- I tell people, utilize your stories, utilize that new little feature where the um, where your DMs are that lets you put like a little teaser at the top. Utilize mm -hmm. thing that you want if you want to make money on social media. If you don't and you just want to post your lunch and have a nice time with your family, don't worry about it. But if yeah. you want to utilize it for financial gain or for some notoriety or for to get your business out there, then you have to use all the tools that are there. Mm, that's so insightful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for dropping that. Channel. I know sometimes that can be the hardest part for people is like showing up, engaging, um, but it's like, well, if this is what, you, if this is what you want to do, you know, <laughs> That's kind of what's required. And and what I've noticed is there's a shift. So when there's when people get to a certain number, um, mm -hmm. whatever that number is for them, their engagement drops. They don't they mm -hmm. don't want to to the 
you know, because people comment on your post like hard. Hey, sis, where did you get that shirt? Hey, can you link this? Hey, I love that. Oh, my God, I love that. I was I got a bag like that, too, or whatever. And I comment. I like it. I like it. I say, thank you, girl. Girl, I'm going to put it in my story or hold on or I'll DM them or whatever. The more numbers you get, and it's not a criticism. It's just that if you have a half a million followers, you might not be able to answer everybody. So right. the more you get the engagement drop so it's like a really weird catch-22 yeah. kind of thing you kind of have to balance it out balance it, balance yeah, well, it. so i i'm really trying to make yeah. sure that i engage with the people who give a shit to come and say something <laughs> on my i know really you did not have to come here and say and so when a brand entrusts me with something and i share it and if they give it to me for free and it's, you know, no harm, no foul, but especially if they paid me and they're like, okay, I see what you, what God's doing for her, what they're going to do for you. And then I get there and then I don't get the engagement and the brand's like, hmm. So you, you know, you, it's, it's like a whole vicious little wheel that's going around the system that's in place. So I try to engage with everyone as much as I can. Very insightful. I'm sure somebody will appreciate that too. <laughs> that may be interested in starting and, you know, trying to figure out how do I do this? How do I navigate this? So last thing, you've said this throughout the podcast, and you also said that you mentioned it quite a few um, times on your platform as well, that tomorrow isn't promised. So you just got to do it. <laughs> So how do you make sure that you're really showing up for yourself and living by this mantra and making sure that, you know, you are just doing it? I'm no longer, I've lived my entire life in fear, mm -hmm. my entire life. So me being at a job 22 years, I don't recommend it. Zero stars, trash. <laughs> Zero out of 10, do not recommend it. <laughs> Tomatoes, tomatoes, all of those things. <laughs> because we, my generation, we were brought up with fear. So mm -hmm. I no longer in fear, you know, oh, you better stay at that job. That's a good, that's a good job. Or, you know, that's, you got a pension. Oh, you, you, you know. So now young people are like, I've been on this job two weeks. I'm going to go on LinkedIn while I'm here. Because these people, mm -hmm. nobody's not wanted so we we lived in fear like god forbid and i have children and i have to have health insurance and you know i was scared so i no longer live in fear and i no longer um feel that i i have to worry that i can and if i try something and i fail at it it's okay i think yeah. that my, my biggest regret in life is there were things that I wanted to do years ago and didn't do and things I wanted to try and I didn't do out of fear or, you know, um, I never really been one to be embarrassed, but I definitely was afraid, afraid of the, con would the consequences of, and repercussions affect my children? Because I've had children my, my whole adult life. So for that was my biggest thing, but now I no longer move in that, you know, realm of life anymore. And, you know, all the manifesting and speaking to yourself a certain way and all these things may yeah. sound corny or not, or people believe in it or not. I have truly embraced that. Mm -hmm. And it's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal to be like, I'm not worried about money. I'm not, I mean, I'm not like going to work and worried about, but right. you know what I mean? Um, oh, I, I can't, I can't do that. Cause I might not have money, you know, girl, that's right. not good. Like, I don't like, I don't live that way anymore. I, I yeah. don't live that way. You know, you live with like, I have good health and I'm surrounded with people who love me and I'm in a good place. And yeah. what will be, be like living in that, um, reality has helped me so much that I'm no longer in fear because when they say people who were raised on love and people were raised on um anything other than that all those things that you have raised on is was how I live so I'm hyper vigilant I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop always worried and when I stopped living like that and was like you know what if I get up here and put these videos and nobody likes the music or nobody likes the outfit what did that hurt it didn't cost me nothing right I think that once you I started living without fear and worry 
it's changed everything for me. So I recommend that, not that stupid job for 22 years. <laughs> That's real though, because, you know, when we, whenever I left one of my jobs, I think I was there for like three months, but it was like a horrible work environment. And the first thing somebody a little bit older, one of my dad's friends, they were like, well, what, are, you know, y'all, y'all's generation, y'all just leave just like that. And I'm like, we don't have time to be being abused at work for a paycheck. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere where I'm appreciated. I don't, I may not know where I'm going right now, but I'm not going to stay in this environment and be stressed, <laughs> not doing it. And, and, and that's what I tell my children all the time. Social, like I said before, social media is a blessing and a curse. I did not grow up seeing brown people with money. I didn't yeah. see it media said there's a lot of brown people with money. I grew up with the people going to the job from when they were old enough to work until the day they died. They were still at that mm-hmm. raggedy ass and they were treated yep. like shit. And yes, your generation is much smarter because listen, you don't have to love me and bring me bagel and coffee every morning, but leave me alone. Right. <laughs> like do my job and don't bother me. And so you you all are much smarter and it's the, the, the change is so crazy. Years ago, you went to a job and there were 10 different jobs on your resume. They'd be like, mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. now yeah. there's 20. There's about 20. Right. I, <laughs> I was here two months and while I was here, I was looking over there and then I went to there and then they didn't treat me right. And then they won't let me work from home. And I, listen, that's yeah. how you're supposed to do it because Life is short, and to be somewhere miserable, I'm gonna get the same check someplace else and not be aggravated. So that's right. yes, I'm leaving. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'll be out. <laughs> okay, with my little severance or whatever. Right. I got. <laughs> Take my little coins, and I'm gonna go. <laughs> Well, I have appreciated this time spent with you. It has been so refreshing, so life-giving. Amazing. You're so you're so easy to talk to. You really Oh, it's thank been, you. So easy. I have not done many of these and I appreciate anybody who wants to sit and chat with me, but you're very good at this. This is a good thing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's taken me a lot to get here because I'm not the type of person that will willingly go and talk to strangers and new people. <laughs> so when I started this, my friends were like, Bria? And I'm like, yes, y'all, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. Just let me do it. <laughs> let me just, and what, what's it going to hurt? I'm going to buy a little bit of equipment. And if it don't work, right. that's okay. But I'm going to exactly. do it. I'm glad. <laughs> do it. But I got to do this for myself. I got to prove this to myself. So, no, I really appreciate that. That means the world to me. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to share before we wrap this episode up? I, I think that uh, what you're doing is amazing. And I'm, I'm going to definitely listen for you to keep sharing people and promoting people. And, um, and then I'm going to wait for the announcement for my grandbaby. And that's all. That's it. That's it. Well, like I said, I appreciate you so much. I cannot wait for this episode to come out and for the people to hear more about your story. And um, I just pray that your platform just continues to grow and continues to reach whoever it's supposed to reach. um, Because I have definitely enjoyed just getting to know you a little bit better. So thank you so much for being a guest. Well, everyone, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What's the Biz with B. Once again, I am your host. Bria Jordan and I cannot wait until we meet again for our next episode if you're interested in learning more about how to sponsor an episode become a guest on the podcast or other ways to partner with me you can reach out to my team at what's the biz at revamp